Welcome to another episode of the Translators Podcast. Today we have D Nasty, who is a stand-up actor and TV host who found early success as an Instagram influencer. So we have Jerry Diaz, aka El Molifoca, back in the studio to ask us a social media trivia question. Hi, Jerry. 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 Huh? Oh, my bad. I was on social media. There's this video of a white baby that knows the lyrics to Ten Crack Commandments. It's amazing. Okay, that's great, Jerry. But what about the trivia question? Huh? Oh, all right. The trivia. Yeah, I got one. I got a trivia. All right. <clears throat> Let's go. You ready? All right. Who has the most followers on social media? Zendaya. You mean Zendaya? Yo, you follow Zendaya too? Dude, I've been following her. <sighs> okay, guys, you have an unhealthy obsession with Zendaya. And that's how I know her name, because I follow her, too. But look, it's not the correct answer, all right? The correct answer is Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I don't watch football. Zendaya was robbed, man. You know what? Let's just start the show. Social media celebrities have become a real thing, and their success relies not just on the content they put out, but on the connection they build with their fans. Mm -hmm. There are influencers, content creators, YouTubers, TikTokers, Twitchers, OnlyFansers, LinkedIn siders. You get the idea. And they get millions of views on their comedy videos, dance videos, memes, live game streams, and even farting in a jar and selling it. Uh. It actually happened. You bought some? Mm -hmm. Okay, instead of watching TV on your couch, it's now become common to watch your favorite content on your phone from the comfort of your toilet seat. The internet can make you laugh, cry, and even teach you how to properly massage your face so you can tighten your jawline naturally. Do you actually do that? Yeah, I can teach you. Check it out. Just No, no, no. Please, Jamie, please stop. Jerry, can you list some popular Latino influencers? Uh, yeah. You got people like Lela Pons, mm. uh, Dulce Candy, and of course, one of the early ones that broke out, Juan James. Yes. And uh, Mike, mm -hmm. I think back in the day you had a little viral video of your own. Uh, I might have. I want to bring it up. But yes, I had a song called Pan Con Queso that kind of blew up. And, uh, you know, but Jerry, you also had a viral video. <laughs> Do you know what? Thank you for remembering that, Mike. Yes, I did. I had a little song called Gucci Frito that gained millions of views when I released it a couple of years ago. Yes. I guess I'm the only one in this studio not to have a viral song about food. Don't worry, Jamie. You'll get there one day. And that's what social media fame is all about. You can literally become a social media star by pressing send. So, let's start the show. Mm -hmm. Okay, D, so this episode is about, you know, social media content creator and then going on actress and other mediums. But I, I want, I, I'm very curious about this question I'm about to ask you right now. How is your family WhatsApp? Like, is... <laughs> Because I know you're creating content, you were creating content. Like, how is your Dominican mm -hmm. family? What's up? Mira, si yo te digo eso ahora mismo, me matan. They'll kill me. They'll fucking kill me. You know, we are a very healthy and normal family. <laughs> <laughs> Like, nah, it's crazy. Like, our group chat is insane. I have to mute it because it's always going off 24-7. But it's, siempre uno lo quiera. It's always like, vamos juntando, let's get together, let's get together. And then somebody fights, somebody throws shade. 
my mother, I love my mother, but my mother does not think before she speaks. Mm. So she'll say things that come off really nasty sometimes. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, ay, pero yo no sabía que fue la verdad. And it's like, <laughs> you know what the freak you was doing when you said what you said. So it is a little bit of, like, one part drama, one part comedy. But all parts, we're always just trying to get together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We always want to hang out together. We love each other. Aw. So yeah. That's a nice happy ending there. So what was your, when you started doing the social media content creating, what was your family's reaction to that? Oh, my family, I don't think there was a lot of a um, reaction because we're all kind of comedians in our own mm. right. So they kind of expected me to do this. I was like, ay, ay, lingo su loquera. Because before social media, I was always still trying to get into the business in uh, some type of way. Mm -hmm. So like I was doing improv, I was taking classes here and there. I even had done like open mics. I wasn't fully into the stand-up world, but I was getting there. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't think it was a shock to them. However, when I quit my job in the hotel, for social media, mm. I for That was the... Everybody's like, what talk. are you doing? Yeah. You have a union okay. job. You have health benefits. You have 401k. When Prima comes from Dominican Republic, she stays there. Exactly. What are you doing? What are we going to do with the 40% discount? <laughs> <laughs> I do miss the point. She's um, like, no, you, you don't, I don't care about the 401k followers. I care about the money, okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they were like... I don't know. I, I do feel like they trust me. They were a little hesitant. Like, why can't you do both? But it was getting kind of hard to do both. Question. Do you have your notifications on on Instagram? No. Okay. <laughs> so when was that first video that you did that you had to turn off the notifications? Damn, to be honest, I don't even remember. Because, you know, what was so good about, like, Instagram in 2016, 2017, when they first released the video feature, mm -hmm. for whatever reason... Instagram and like World Star were like collided. There was no algorithm yet. Mm. So if something was popping on Instagram, they would go ahead, they'll put it, repost it on World Star. World Star had the hugest platform at the time. Mm -hmm. So if they put me on, on World Star, I get mad views. So I would always get a lot of notifications from things that were reposted on World Star. And also just generally from people in my community. Like I always say this. That video, there's so much cringe in it, mm -hmm. but I, I still have like a, you know, a, a soft spot, spot in my yeah. heart. But there's other videos that I'm like, no me enseño so like that because <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> but I had to go through that. And if, as corny or crunchy as it seemed or as humble as my apartment was or whatever, my peers, people like me, Dominicans, Latinas from New York and Latinos, they saw something on a media site where it's like, oh, shit, she talks like me. She looks like me. She mm -hmm, acts like mm -hmm. me. So it kind of did open up me being able to speak to directly to my community and not have to be like whitewashed or whatever. Mm -hmm, putting mm -hmm, words in my mouth. Mm -hmm. So you, you said you turn up like, so how do you have to like, is there like a, a system you have to check your DMs? Because I know like sometimes there's been people like they're like, oh, I DM'd you or I try to get in contact with you. But if you don't have the notifications, like how do is what's your like business side of it? Mike's trying to play it off like that. That's why he doesn't respond to people right. on DMs. He's like, because so many people DM me and I lose it. So do you have the same right. thing? I mean, I, I don't make it a thing to necessarily <laughs> answer my DMs. That's when mm -hmm. my email's there. Yeah. So people could contact me through there. Um, but, you know, we all do have time to, to search and look. And, you know, if I'm free at the moment, I do respond to people, mm -hmm. you know, but if I don't feel like talking to them, I don't. <laughs> I so if she doesn't get back to you, it's because she don't feel like talking to you. No, that's not true. Sometimes <laughs> I do lose it. Well, I don't talk about the little that's the sound bite right there. That's the it's sound bite. Video. We got it. Um, so, I mean, all the stuff that you do, all the content, even your stand up. Are there people in your life that you trust to give you honest feedback on that type of stuff? 
For sure, yeah. Um, I have my comedian friends who are all very honest. And, well, not all, <laughs> but I do have my comedian <laughs> friends that Shade. are certain crew that I, I, I be like, you know, bouncing ideas off of and they do the same with me. Uh, my brother is a big inspiration for anything funny to me. So I, I run things with him. And my sister is not necessarily a comedian. She's the most serious one. But because she's serious, she'd be like, that shit was wag B. Uh, so yeah. my sister, my brother, and definitely um, just like the circle of stand-up comedians that I'm in. Nice. When you were uh, doing um, the the videos, you were talking about that. This you you kind of talked about it a little bit before, but during that time, what were what was your process as far as like uh, getting uh, inspiration and doing some of the videos? Um, was it where like there were hot topics? Like what was your method when you were creating videos? You know, it's crazy because sometimes I fight with myself and I'm like, I don't even feel that I have the same motivation to do like my own content like I used to. Cause I used to turn out videos almost every right. day. Mm -hmm. And I think it really was just a moment of being excited with the platform. It was new, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and I just felt like I really needed to say things. Yeah. And the fact that people were being so receptive online showed me that I was like, okay, so like what I feel inside and the stuff that I want to do resonates with people. And um, yeah, I'm gonna go forward with it. So like. Anything at that point became like inspiration. Like when I did the Bronx Chick starter pack, I did that video and it's true. Instagram, social media is a drug. It, it does, you know, fire off that dopamine receptor. So I'm like, I got to do another one. Right. So everything like a ball rolling down the street became, you know, inspo. Somebody cat calling me inspo. A day in the salon inspo. Every, like, and I just wanted to get more likes because I was like drugged on it. Like, yeah, and it's interesting because in, around that time, you know, Instagram was such an intimate thing for everybody. Like everyone yeah. took it out, opened it up, and to have someone like you that was speaking, people really relate to that. Because sometimes you have to go to other platforms, all this stuff, but it was right there, and you mm -hmm. were putting a video, and people can relate there. So it was a very interesting time when you were creating that content and doing that. That people were like, "Yes, that's exactly how I feel, D." Yeah, I love that. That's great. So, um, and at the height when you were doing videos all the time, like, did you ever have to have like, you know, cause a lot of people want to, they try to balance social media and their mental health. You know, they yeah. take the mental health, they take the social media breaks. Mike, I know you do that a lot. It's like, I'm not even looking at Instagram for like a month. I'm off it now. He's that's off it now. Thing, um, that's why he's a hand to my, my DMs. But, um, <laughs> Uh, I run his burners. I run his burners, though. Yeah, he does. So, do you ever turn off social media for, like, an extended period of time? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so that's another thing. So when I say that social media is a drug, it really feels like a drug because mm -hmm. you do get addicted and you keep looking at it. Yeah. So that's how I was before. I was a thirst bucket for Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Now I put it down. I live my life. I go do what I got to do. And it could be hours before I look at it. I don't necessarily have to, like, completely go off of right. it. Um, I get like bursts where I'm like, I want to be on it. I'm going to post my stuff, my mm. stuff. And then I stop and I give it a break. And I'm like, let that, you know, see, let that let it marinate. Yeah, let it marinate. And I'm going to just do me. So I do take little breaks because I don't know, before it just felt like it was a community of everybody trying to, there were still trolls, but everybody was like hungry and trying to be like, mm -hmm. you know, doing something for themselves and for the community and for people that made everyone smile. And sometimes now I feel like it's a little bit more dark. Like, there's mm. a lot more trolls. and Can you um, kind of talk a little bit about that? I think the introduction of filters was a bad thing. Um, mm. It's just a, it's depressing. Like, you know, you go on and you see these women. And I think I'm a pretty attractive woman myself. But, like, you go and you look at Instagram. And I'm a 30-year-old woman. You see 
these perfect beings. And you're like, coño, like how they look like that? I want to look like that. But luckily I have something in my mind that tells me it's, it's Photoshopped, it's filtered, it's, you know, Botox, mm -hmm. whatever. It's the little kids that I'm worried about. It's my niece, my yeah. nephew. Like, how are they going to attain to that? So I think the way people look on social media is super um, problematic because we do be, even me, I, I fall subject to that. I always use the Paris filter, mm -hmm. the first one. The Paris? <laughs> Paris filter. That's <laughs> the one. Jerry uses that. You use that filter sometimes, yes, right? Everybody uses the Paris. Por it makes my skin glow. Yeah. <laughs> You started off by saying, you know, not saying yes if it feels right. Yeah. When and when you were doing um a, a content, what was it that gravitated doing with some brands? Like, what made you want to mm. work with this brand, but you were like, I'm not messing with that brand. Was there? What was your decision making behind that? In the beginning, there was no brands. It was, I was doing this for free. I was connecting with my peers. Like in the beginning, it was me, Sasha Mercy, Ken Stars, um, Jacob Berger. Black, I am Black Rose. Like, we were out here at linking up together and doing what we had to do, especially me, Sasha, and Ken. Like, those were the link-ups that I was doing. Um, the brands didn't come until much later, and I wasn't saying no to none of them. <laughs> I was saying, like, yeah, y'all gonna give me money for this? Hector's Pharmacy? Okay, I'll Yo, do something. Now, you hood famous, you hood famous, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? You the Target, you was doing all... Yeah, we got to see Target now, but before yeah. it was like the like on Saint Nicholas on 173rd, the little like furniture spot. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> Plapico. Yo, go to the check cash spot, yo. <laughs> yo, listen, those checks clear the same way. Yo, they give it to you right there in cash. I, yo, for real. So it's just today's price is not yesterday's price. <laughs> not, the 99 cents the only pays in change. Right. Yeah, but before in the rolled up little things, yeah. right? I'll take them. Shit. It's a little workout while you go to the gym. I mean, the bank. Sound like a reindeer walking. Ching, ching, ching. But no, so before I was saying yes to like mad brands, but now that I feel like I have the just luck that I don't have to say yes to everything, if it don't resonate with me or if it's something that I feel is harmful or weird, mm -hmm. like I'm never going to do like a skinny tea laxative right. thing. Because I'm like, I, bueno, yo cojo yo laxative, but right. I'm not saying you should do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No quiero que una chamaquita yeah. se vaya en mierda por ahí. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, I want to sue her. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I went over, uh, yeah, over eight activia. activia. Yeah. Too much activia. Not the activia. Uh, but if it's something that I wouldn't do personally, then I'm not going to. Right, right. Is there anything that you can, like a real thing that you did that you could say that you were like, that you think about it now? I was like, oh, why did I do that? That, you know, why did I do that branding thing? Um, Like something local where it was just like, oh my God, this came out now. I mean, you don't even have to say the name of the place, but. I don't. I don't regret none of those because those made me who I am. You learn from them. So I don't regret it. Even if it's cringe, I don't regret it. However, there was one thing it wasn't a branding thing. It was one thing I did with Vice that I didn't like mm -hmm. um, too much. And we were doing like this, this show called Cancelled where it was like, I don't even remember. It was me and two other contestants and like one host. And we were like kind of canceling people or like trying to get them uncanceled. Looking back, even though I looked cute and I did my thing, <laughs> I didn't really like, um, I don't really like the message. I'm not about canceling people. Who the hell, oh, who am I? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's the one thing I kind of look back and I'm like, even though not, it didn't get a lot of views, I'm like, ¿para qué es this? Were you canceling them on the spot, like in the street? Like, yo, Jerry, cancel. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, I'm just going no. to work. We had like a, like a game studio kind of set up and it was, we had to defend 
it was me and the other contestants and we each had a defendant to I mean we each had a person or celebrity that was canceled to defend uh. so it was like Nicki Minaj Chris uh, Kim Kardashian somebody else yeah. but then while you're defending your person you had to like bash the other ones which was like uh, I don't like that okay, okay. Who am I to do that? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. On on the business level of uh, social media content and creative content, like from your perspective, how do you see social media evolving? You know, there's there was Vine and then the you know Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Like, how do you see the future of of social media and even like social media content creating? So it's definitely becoming way more of a business than fun the way it started. For me, it was pure fun. In the beginning, now it's still fun, but there is a business aspect to it and some of it. But if you look at my stories, ain't no business. Right. <laughs> I'm working on, like, my hair, just yeah. woke up, like, what up? Um, but I, the future right now, the new future is TikTok. Everybody get right. on the TikTok. Um, who's to say what's going to be the next TikTok in five years? But it is... With social media, you have to stay relevant and you have to keep evolving. I was so opposed to joining TikTok at first. I was like, no. Yeah, me too. Eso no es me. I, I feel old I feel when so I joined. Because all the tools, like all the, I just can't. Jamie, you, you just can't TikTok? do the dances. You just can't. No, do the, the dances. dances I can't. But TikTok was the one I felt so intimidated. I'm like, I can't, I can't even, I can't mess with that. There's a lot on the screen and like. It's a lot, and it gives me kind of like sensory overload. But I'm trying. I'm learning. I'm getting right. into it. And now, when you finally get it and you do one, you're like, "Oh, okay, wait, what's not hard?" So, but it's time consuming too. Yeah, TikTok is very time consuming. Like to do to make one video, it's it takes a lot of time. TikTok, I, TikTok, I I would TikTok. like yeah. them. I think they do that on purpose yeah. so that there's more eyes on the screen. Yeah. I wish that they could evolve their editing thing because it's like if you do one real or one like scene and then you do another one you can't really delete it like you can't go back right. and i think that that's a plan that's a ccp no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that we could keep our eyes on them but um on the app but yeah like i think tiktok right now is a wave and also if you're trying to get into like social media just do something that's gonna feel real to you because if you decide to pick a character that you hate and other people like then you stuck with that character and then yeah um yeah because jerry tried to do a whole like uber foreign uber driver character it's a branding thing TikTok. it was a branding thing it didn't work people loved it but you yeah. were didn't tired of it you got no yeah because then they wanted me to do the accent everywhere <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah that's a yeah. thing uh, no i'm joking about and that so you, you know why i don't gonna do should, it there you go <laughs> yeah i think you should do it then no, no, no. is it easier to get started now with all these all the choices out there or is it harder to like make a name for yourself? Because back in when you started, it probably still it wasn't even as many platforms that no. right. And so now it's just so many. It seems overwhelming um, with so many people trying to be content creators. Can I piggyback on that? I, I like because you you also do stand up, mm -hmm. so you you have like you have somewhere to direct your audience to come and see you and for you to monetize yeah, yeah. you know your talents you know which <laughs> a lot of people like i think that's the problem like comedians are trying to be uh have this on online brand to get the popularity and then you have the people that do have the online brand are trying to create content outside of it oh. so you're like you're one of the few that can you could dabble in both like how does that work for you as far as like it's your stand-up career because you have somewhere to like hey you think i'm funny here come and see me here and vice versa well um i'm gonna answer his first because it's the one I remember. it's a better question <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you could be real with me turn, turn, turn off jerry's mic turn off jerry's we'll cut it all uh we'll cut it in post yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be bonus i time. mean 
so this is the thing with my stand-up. I've always wanted to try stand-up, and I always wanted to do something that was funny. Like, um, I overheard you guys talking about, like, Cameron Diaz and J-Lo. I used to love Cameron Diaz. I didn't even know she was Spanish, even though her last name was Diaz. But I used to love her. She was the one for me when I was younger. And I'm like, she's so hot, but she's so, like, funny and charismatic and simpatica. And I was like, I love that. But there was something about, like, being on the stage and having an older brother who was always watching Comedy Central that put me on to, like, oh, wait, I could do that. Mm. And, and just being the youngest of my siblings, when you're a little kid and you're trying to get attention from older people, you kind of have to become a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the stand-up thing or just wanting to do comedic bits in any way, shape, or form was always instilled in me. I was lucky that TikTok, not TikTok, Instagram came out with that video feature and it allowed me to like just try out my little things online. Mm-hmm. But I think that even if like Instagram or social media didn't exist, I would be doing the stand-up regardless. Um, so I am blessed that I kind of know how to navigate both. I still feel like I have a long way to go though with stand up. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a hard art. You, you could take the same set in one place and it fucking kills yeah. and you could take the same set somewhere else and it bombs. So mm-hmm. it's an art that I'm still navigating, but I'm, I'm glad to be doing it. That Wisconsin crowd is like, we saw your video. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta earn our lives. Yeah, no, but they like me though, I think. <laughs> no, right, yeah, no, of course, of course. And then, and then Jamie was saying, uh, "Do you think it's easier now, or is it more difficult since it's more, more individuals?" Uh- I mean, it's a lot, bro. It's the thing is that I don't think it's hard to make a viral video. It's like that that show Dave in the first season when he's like, "I'm gonna go viral." I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I jump in at library or some yeah. shit. I don't think it's hard to go viral anymore. I think it's hard to just stay relevant. Yeah. Cause anybody could be viral. The Gorilla Glue Glue girl was viral, but she, you know, what she mm. did with that, you feel me? I, even mm. though I heard she had like another sticky hair situation recently. Uh, <laughs> they didn't, oh, they didn't she put Gorilla Glue somewhere else. I, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's crazy glue this time. Um, yeah. The eyelashes. Uh, I haven't slept in months. <laughs> um, nah, that's not even funny. My bad, girl. Uh, I yes, think it that it is in a way easier to get your foot in, but it can be harder if you don't have like a plan to stay consistent mm. and so you um are you close with your followers like do you yeah. are you feel like you have an emotional attachment to them that that's what you're saying that's another level of like how you stay relevant right you need that fan base yeah to i talk back. to my followers all the time okay. like i talk to them like if they're my friends so this is the thing when you were talking about like reading your dms um you know how like if you have a not to sound pretentious but like if you have a certain number of followers it's like your people that you always could like talk to and then there's like the 99 plus so those are people that follow you but you don't follow oh. so when you click on that there's a whole nother animal in that little link right there right. it's like going to the dark web and shit. That yeah. is the dark web. <laughs> so those be the i just saw you walk across the street <laughs> oh okay i want to read that I get one those all the time. Like, uh. <laughs> i do be out here i still live in the hood guy with an uh, eye patch like yo what's up i always watch this stuff <laughs> Remember I DM'd you? You didn't open it, but I remember. But those that I don't open, the 99 plus. But the ones that I do, sometimes I just click on it because my followers make me laugh. And also, like, I think people can see, like, I am bubbly and joyful and nice. But I can, I think people can see that I'm a little bit of a bitch. Mm. Um, so they're assholes to me. Like, my followers hold no, you know, like, they don't bite their tongue. Like, they'll mm-hmm. be like, girl, you look crazy. You look like Felicia. What's wrong with you, man? Mm-hmm. Vete a dormir. And I'm like, mira, bajo an alga. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
and then we laugh at each other and then it's all good like my followers are rude um but i think they are rude because i can handle it i mean i thought it was weird you knew that i had it i smelled like naga but that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I want to discuss i want to discuss when you started working vice and we're working in other mediums and all the platforms not just social media how was that how was that going to that and also did you deal with any imposter syndrome did you feel like there was a little bit of like oh am i going to be able to fit in here like can you just let us know a little bit how that 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 time was i go by this quote that goes um i read it from the book the secret of course oh. <laughs> but it's uh, we'll put it on we'll put it on the screen we'll put it on the screen right that's jamie's favorite book yeah i'm still he kept it a secret for a long time um no, but when I was younger, I read The Secret, and it's always stuck with me, and a particular quote that they have is, leap, and the net will appear. So it's kind of like have faith, you know, like just go for it. So when I left my job at the hotel, I was making six figures at that point. I was there for six years, and it's a union job, and I was making a lot of money. And I got a DM from That way, are they hiring the hotel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should be. They should be, bro. I was making a pretty penny. Mad young. Mad young. I was making cute money. Uh. Um, and then Vice hit me up. And I think Vice was like the first, you know, like media company to be like, hey, what's up with you? Like, what's going on? And do you want to come in for like a meeting? So I go in, unbeknownst to me, it's a screen test, screening or whatever you call those. Yeah, screen test. Screen a screen test, test right? Yeah. And I didn't know about that. And I had never done a screen test in my life. So I, they were like, we're going to sit you here. There's cameras everywhere. It's in an intimidating ass building that I've never been in before. And they're like, we just talk to the camera about certain topics and we'll throw some topics at you and just riff. And I did it and I was kind of like so nervous, but I took those nerves and kind of just mm -hmm. worked with it. And I landed my job there. Um, but it's it turned out that, you know, things never wind up how you want them to be because mm -hmm. I went in there hired as, like, talent, and then the person who hired me then left the, the, mm. the building. Uh, wow. And then I got, like, kind of demoted as a PA. Oh. So, and mind you, it was not good money. I left making really good money. I had my own apartment that I had to lease my apartment and go to somewhere where I was making PA money. Right. <laughs> okay? Mm. Non-union. So, um my funds were low and i was suffering for a little bit you know but <laughs> this is a, the all is lost moment yeah the this is the character then, building part yeah, the right. character but, building part you know not to go on and on it i it, i learned so much like right. i learned so much about the production side of things and how you know lighting is so important and sound is so important and i think i took those things and took it with my own content to mm -hmm. make it better because i learned this from like a professional setting so i wouldn't even take that back because i learned so much but there were moments when they were like, yeah, this girl should not be a PA. Like, she's making everybody laugh. Let's put her back on the screen. And then that started opening up way more opportunities for me with other companies. I did De Lo Mio, which was mm -hmm. an indie film. It's on HBO Max. And um, those were all things that I said yes to. And even now, I still suffer with imposter syndrome because, like, I'm just... I, I don't know. It sounds mad annoying and like pretentious, but like I am a hard worker and whatever you tell me to do, whether it be the hotel, PA work or like literally be on camera, I'm going to get it done. Mm -hmm. So I don't see it always as like, this is my shot. Oh, my God. I hope they like me. They put me there for a reason. They yeah. want me to be good. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just be good, even though you're going to take a hand on scene. Man, not only do you belong there, you run and shit. Thank you, baby oh, boy. Jenny, hey, hey. Thank you. So you mentioned acting, mm -hmm. um, De Lo Mio, HBO Max. 
Uh, Jerry Stone needs to he needs to borrow the H, my HBO Max. Yeah, I still haven't because he yeah. won't let me his password. As far as acting, what are some things that you had to adjust from acting on social media to acting, you know, in a movie or TV? There's like the saying I'm like I'm gonna butcher it, but like for people that do like Broadway versus TV, like when you're on the stage, your actions and your facial expressions and everything, your emotions have to be so much bigger mm -hmm. because you're on a stage and there's hundreds of people around you, and you know the people in the back need to hear you and see you, so your emotions are big. On TV, um, your emotions are much smaller because yeah. people are watching you in a big ass screen or whatever. So you don't have to be so over exaggerated. Now with social media, even though it's still on a screen, yeah. it's kind of like the same thing with like Broadway or being on a stage, right? Where things are kind of like over the top, over the top. People's eyes are over the top. I think it's because, you know, you get 30 seconds and you want to make the point. Mm -hmm. And maybe because it is on a phone, it's a smaller screen. So it's kind of the same thing mm -hmm. as the Broadway play. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But all I know is that yo hago mucha moriqueta con mi cara. And <laughs> on social media that works, that does not work on acting. You have to be much smaller uh, with your movements and just everything even in the sketch world because a lot of these you're pretty much doing these mini sketches online mm -hmm. and sketches are so, so so big yeah and you know we've done sketch so sometimes you just when you're like you gotta like not always have that sketch energy that big sketch yeah. energy you right. know what I mean? sketch is big yeah, and then like yeah. regular acting you gotta be like Casi como que tú te estás muriendo. Yeah, on screen it comes off beautiful. You right. They just want you to move one eyebrow and yeah. that's the whole scene you, you know what I mean that's, yeah yeah. <laughs> you want a crying scene, I'll give you a crying scene. Like, no, 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 subtle. They just want one tear. <laughs> so you mentioned that you're you're on Delo Mio on HBO Max and also you were in an episode on Hentified. Yeah. Right. You explain that experience as far as you on social media and your followers. Like how was that feeling being on television, being on Netflix and how your followers and the social media like how was that moment when you had that? It was so dope like i don't know how to explain it i can't really i just know that i was so nervous at first because i am my worst critic and i was like what if they don't like it um you know i don't really like to watch myself so they have sent me the video and i was watching it like this like like it was a horrible <laughs> movie i was like oh like and then like even when i'm with my friends and family they're like that leg mira tati and i just want to punch mm -hmm, everybody mm -hmm. i'm like no me mira like yeah it's like I just want to see it by myself first and then or whatever. But um, when I saw that it was getting so much good reception online and people were hitting me up and they mm -hmm. loved it, I was, you know, flattered because so much of the character I felt was easy to do because it was so much like me. Mm -hmm. She like was a that, fun character. I was going to say that was a fun yeah. character. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I read that script, I remember reading like getting the script. They're like, we need you to do this by tonight. Like, learn the lines and do this by tonight. And I was, yo tenía una resaca del diablo. I was so hungover that day. And I'm like, and I read the script from my bed. And I was like, I'm going to get this part. And I just, like, got up. I put eyes on my face. I put my shit up. And I did my shit. And they called me. Like, it was a, a pretty lengthy, like, audition process. Mm -hmm. It was, like, the first one. The there were, like, three interviews in mm -hmm, total. Mm -hmm. Or three auditions in total. Um, but it was great. It was the fact that people loved it. You know, it's sad that the season actually got canceled. Right, yeah. Right, it's only right, yeah. Too, so it sucks because I would have liked to see what more would have happened with the character. Mm -hmm, I was a mm -hmm. fan of the show. 
Um, but on that, but, it was but great. specifically because it's interesting, right? You you're creating content on on Instagram. You're building the follower. These are your fans, and then you have something that is not on there. Like they're there. Like, can you tell me a little bit, like how your fans or your followers react? Like, oh, you want Netflix? Yo, you killed it! Like, because it's different. Because like, like you're saying, you get a little nervous because this is not like a content that you created in there. No. This is a third party thing there. Can you tell me like how that feels with that? It's great. Like, cause people, like I said, they be rude, but in this sense, in this this case they're not like everyone was like yo look at you i've been here since day one yeah you're doing your thing taking screenshots reposting it so like obviously that makes me go crazy like i love the support that i get from my supporters like that makes me feel on top of the world and it makes me feel like i'm doing something right because sometimes you do this for so long and you don't really see like the fruits of your work and mm -hmm. you're like yeah let me go back to the hotel yeah. <laughs> but you know it like it, mm -hmm. it it's that moment of like damn it's paying off and it's mm -hmm. good they like it like I don't know. It sounds weird to be doing stuff for people that you don't know, but it mm -hmm. is a gratifying situation yeah. or feeling. So we ask people a lot, you know, about their creative, how they get the creative juices flowing, the creative hugo, right? So, um, so what is your routine as far as getting your creative juices going, whether it be writing, acting, performing? Stand up. Do you have a routine that helps you? You know. I don't have like a routine routine. There are certain things that I do to get into it. Like for any of my juices, pause, to get flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got to move my body. Like coffee's a must. I'm always drinking coffee. I wake up and I have my little bustelo. Okay. And then I do like to move my body a little bit. Like mm -hmm. just get some type of workout in. Even if I don't want to, just move it around, get on the elliptical or do a couple squats. Because I do feel like... I don't know. In my head, I see it as like the blood is going to my brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like some type of physical activity and some coffee and then just I sit down. Like I'll go to my my desk or my, you know, uh, table in the kitchen or whatever. I'll turn on a little candle, mm -hmm. you know, okay, candle. Mm -hmm. I put on some some music that doesn't like some light music that doesn't have lyrics. Yeah. J uh, Jerry likes Kenny G. I love Kenny G. Okay. Light jazz. It's better than Enya. <laughs> That's when I'm taking a bath. That's different. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I have like little things. Like I do love a candle and I do like to have my coffee next to me and a little salsa water. And then I just turn on the laptop and I do what I do. Okay. Uh, a follow up to that is, um, you you know, when you write a lot of your material, what, um, what do you get that inspiration from? It could be from anything. Like a lot of the stuff just pops up like out of nowhere. Yeah. I can't. But are you like walking in the street and be like, oh, I'm going to write this down for later? Yeah. Or, oh, so you do kind of have that Sometimes mental I, notebook? Yeah, like know? my notes I and my phone, I use that a lot because you will forget. Like there's certain things that I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. I'm not going to forget it. And then you forget it. Right. Mm -hmm. yes. So mm -hmm. I do anything that I find like inspiration from, I'll write it down. And then later on, I'll build on it. But I, I, I got to be serious with you. Some of the best things that I've put out wasn't pre-planned wasn't written it was just like off the cuff like me just doing it yeah um but that's not to say that preparation isn't key it is you have to be good though right yeah. so that the good you know like the really good performers and mm -hmm. 
yeah. they can be like, yeah, that just came out the top. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, like normal folk probably. It depends. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. either luck, you know what I mean? In that moment, sometimes you get lucky. And in, in sometimes, let's say, I'm in, I have the inspiration and I don't have anything to do and I grab my phone and I do it right there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I can redo this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe if I add this or that. So sometimes not even like writing it in notes. The first draft is just doing it on the phone at first mm -hmm. and then being like, oh, I look crazy or whatever. <laughs> Let me do that again. Yeah. Edit, edit, edit. So final question, D. Um, what is some of your what are some of the soft skills to that you like if you were to give advice for somebody, what are some of the soft skills that help you manage your career? Meaning it's either communication, just the non skill stuff, like things that people need to look beyond the the actual uh, art obvious. and creative. Yeah. Right. So not like as obvious. The most talented person that's lazy won't get anywhere as near as the most hardworking, dedicated person. So the soft skills is to not be lazy. Um, also be personable. Don't be an ass. You know, a lot of the time you might want to be an ass, mm -hmm. but people remember when you are, you know, either difficult to work with or just not a pleasant person. So like, remember, it's, you are a light. As human beings, we have a source of energy. We are a light. Be a light. Don't be a dark cloud. So I always say that. Have a good attitude. Be on time, mm -hmm. which is funny to say because I was kind of late today. <laughs> <laughs> but being on time is really, really important. Uh, for sure. Like, being on time is important because if you're late to some shit, people going to take notice and they don't like that shit because mm -hmm. there's always a schedule, yeah. whatever. Every minute counts. Be on time. Be personable. And work hard. And, and know that you have to work hard. Thank you so much <laughs> for being a good for sport. And Thank blame. you, guys. This is dope. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We want to thank D-Nasty for another great interview on the Translators Podcast. And Jerry Diaz, a.k.a. El Modi Foca, for being the researcher. Always a pleasure, boys. Mm -hmm. So, it's about that time, you know. Oh. Time to get our mm -hmm. mugs. Oh, yeah. I'm about to get day drunk. Cheers. Oh, okay. Oh, what is this? <laughs> oh, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong cup, bro. Oh, no. okay. oh. Yeah, about that. Ancient family secrets. Oh.